Grab them grots and get those grenades. It's time for GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Is it a digital person? Uh, yes, that was that was Charlie just now. Oh fuck, that's cool. We haven't talked to an AI in like two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> this is the callback episode. This is the callback episode. No, he is uh he's uh Rob's buddy. He was in Rob's wedding. He lives out in Colorado, and he is a uh, in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, his, uh, the company that he was last working for, uh, apparently was, uh, or is very tight in with the Wu-Tang Clan. What? Uh, which I think is fantastic. Is that true? Or is that just a clever that is actually, uh, is actual, like, real truth. Like, apparently a lot of them uh, went and partied with Wu-Tang and ate a bunch of edibles with them and shit. That's not a bad, not a bad bucket list item. No, I really, yeah, I really don't think so either. Getting out pencil, adding it to the notebook. So we're going to do like last week and talk for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then bring them on? Is that the Uh, plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what one must. Make Craig come to me. Come to me, Leonidas. Like in your face, on your chest, what? Now recording. On your back. My ears. That's it. Callback episode. Come on my back. Nexium unwilling participants. (laughs) I'm GCR. This is GeekCast Live. Just do it on my bush. It's me. And Cartoon Joe. That was the uh, that was a strange opening to this show. Yeah. Well, it, it is the day episode of... three ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, three ninety eight, not four nineteen, but it is. <laughs> but it is four twenty. Woo! Happy four twenty to you, fine gentles, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. With your spirit. Uh, did you all leave cookies out for Snoop Dogg last night? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, brownies. Z. What does he do when he comes to your house? Well, he's uh, familiar with the, uh, with the rituals. The new... He should just eat all your cookies and waves. Yeah, you. Yeah. So he takes a he what takes you a. Want, what do you want from him? He takes a twenty-five minute uh, shut eye. Yeah. <laughs> a little nappy nap. Yeah, just resting. Yeah. Yep. He just he, he crips walk he crip walks through the keyhole. Because he rearranges all your house slippers and then peace out. After a little bit. Right. Well, yeah. the cookies. Mm. And then you, start, you wake up in the morning, you, you go to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. Is, uh, is anybody uh, willing to disclose if they're partaking in the holiday? I, yeah, I mean, I was that I forgot it was the holiday until eight minutes ago. So I'm a, I'm a stone cold no. That's a mis, that's a misfortune. I just, I it, yeah, the shoe fits, so I'm wearing it. How have you all know that I've never smoked marijuana in the southern or eastern hemisphere of the globe? No, no. I don't think that is. Hmm. Well, I think that might be fair. Be fair said. Where does the Western well, Hemisphere end? Well, met. I don't know. Prime Colin. Meridian. Did you say the Prime Meridian? Yeah. Yeah, I like mine with like uh, mushroom caps and like a Bernays mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah, I like mine rare. Real nice crust. Mm-hmm. Rosemary, thyme. Mm-hmm. Elegant. What a weird Very place elegant. to cut it off. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, a fun Lorena Bobbitt callback. This is the callback episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is nice that, uh, that that 420 is a uh, less scary and sneaky holiday in a lot of places this year. So I suppose I can cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I just I had to find out uh, just because of the way you phrased that, Rob. I have not smoked in the Southern Hemisphere. But I've smoked in the other three. Nice. The three quadrants. Mm-hmm. Well, northern hemisphere, eastern, mm-hmm. western hemisphere. Because yeah. you, yeah, you were Italian for a while. Yep. You wasn't Italian for a while. Yeah. Yep. I. It was a good time. I'm a. I'm a. I'm just. A Is it easy to score here. edibles in Italy? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. We um, one my my TA from my Italian class in high school took us out, and uh, while we were out, one of his buddies pulled a bag of hash out of his pants. Ah, the dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a great night. Uh, I Pro- dream probably of- one of the least alarming things someone could pull out of his pants. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I dream oh. of hash pants. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Like it's got a secret pocket in it. Like oh, you're, yeah. you're playing. You're playing pocket yeah. pool, but instead of uh, stoking a bone, you pull out some hash. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. I think you can sell. The, I think you can sell the shit out of those. Stoking a bone. Yeah, it, it's yeah. got that uh, dress pant pocket hole. Exactly. Yes. With the, with the, with the zipper, but it's inside the fold, so you don't like mm-hmm. the total touch. So yeah. You hide your keys, your hash, your. Yeah. Yeah. You call it a cell phone pocket, but right. we all know. Yeah. Air air quotes. Right. If you make them look like Harry's plants and kill it festival. Right. And because it's actually labeled as hash pants, but you know. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they come, hash pants come in regular and harem. <laughs> so you can wear them to your office job or your DJ gig. Yeah. The harem pants, the inside pocket goes all the way from your sack to your ankle. Uh, Load it up however you want. Um, ball bearings, hash, samurai sword is okay. Regular and harem is that a law firm or is that a 1990s? Uh, regular was a cowboy, harem was a black cowboy. What mm. Both. regular and harem is like uh, it, it was a really trendy brand of cigarettes in the 80s. They had like a two year run, it is absolutely then, a fake cigarette brand. In the River City universe, without yeah. question, you can get a regular in harem, and it's a real um, it's like a vanity cigarette. It's like a slim one hundred. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But it's like eight inches long. <laughs> so it's a what would that be? A slim eight hundred? Yeah, no, that's, that's bad yeah. math because one hundred is one hundred centimeters, right? That's what makes it that. Oh, this no. is this is fun. Or millimeters? Is that mythology? I can't remember. It's I used to know the difference. No. I love it. I well, uh, I just know slim, that there's a there's if you a like slim one hundreds, you're gonna love the slim eight hundreds. <laughs> right. Is there listen? It's, it's eight times as much tobacco. <sighs> Rob, yes. In in issue one of Arsenal. <laughs> Absolutely gone. He has to fly past this uh big downtown like Times Square-ish billboard where it's like a, 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 a waif of a blonde woman in like Gossamer and she's got a she's smoking a regular and harem Slim 800. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's a focal point of a spread. When he, fir- when he first learns that he can like jump and like power fly for a second. Sure. A regular and harem Slim 800. Who 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 was the uh, wouldn't fly today, but in the eighties you can get away with it. Um, politically incorrect mascot for said slim eight hundreds. Like who was their um, Joe Cool? Oh, who? Okay, so it would be a. Uh, oh, this is gonna get mm. flag. This is gonna get. There's no way you can. There's no way I can well, answer the question. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Um, gosh, what's his name though? Got to you got to decide the name. It's like a it's a slick toucan. Ooh, like with a mustache. 
Yes, yes. Uh, because uh, where would it be? Would it be on top of the beak or below the beak? Yes. It's just like uh, on just, top. No. <laughs> yes. Is it just a bizarro world? Two can Sam. And he's wearing a wife beater. That's all I know. The two can. Well, he's he's two can Samuel. Yeah. No, two can Sammy. Ooh, Toucan Sammy. I like that. He's like, he's like in a, like a. C-A-N or is it like Toucan? Like T-W-O-C-A-N. No, it's the number two. Yeah. Toucan. Toucan Sammy. And he's, he's like, yeah, he's, he's a Dago hip hop Toucan. S-A-M-M-I-E, by the way. Right. Which I know doesn't fly politically, but this was the 80s. So, you know, we all. It was a different time. Yeah, he's got one of them work tanks. We didn't know any better. Look, tank top, oh, not. We didn't know. This episode. Fluted, so fluted tanks. That's what they're called. A big handful of her tit, which I know is not <laughs> cool to say, it's, but that's. But it was the 80s. It's a, it's a, they do that like Mary Poppins kind of ad where it's got the uh, a real woman in the gossamer smoking, but sitting right. next to her is this animated toucan Sammy. Right. With like a handful of like like upper tit meat. Yeah. And right. he's like and he's like finger gunning the camera. With one of those or like, doing like a doing like a Johnny Chimpo where he's like, Well, no, you're probably better. Let's get your way. Dressed like he's dressed like Nick Cage from Moonstruck. For this. Oh, and no, absolutely they did they made a movie. They made they were trying it to never got the theater. No, it fell apart in production, but you can you know. still get like a VHS copy, but it's all in Korean. <laughs> you know what I want one of these. I want this. This is the first in-universe movie. Wow. <laughs> and it's like it's like a like two can Sammy and the Castles of Dreams. Which is naturally crossover. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> It's the like, callback. Yeah. It's the callback episode. I have a run. Castle of, Dreams was fun. I have it's, it's not dead. Uh, I'm, no. I'm secretly crowdfunding the ten grand the ghostwriter has said he would need. Outstanding. The dolls needs ten grand to write about. I didn't say it was the dolls. I'm pretty sure it's dolls. No. no, you did. I didn't say it was the dolls. Wink, wink, digital wink. No, I it? didn't. Ed White. I, I didn't. Uh, no, he was. Uh, HB Quaid? HB Quaid. HB Quaid. It's the callback episode. Oh, my man. Now he's worth 10K. Um, a slick toucan's mustache. That has to be the show title, right? Yeah, probably. It's early. I mean, we're, we're early, but it's, it's, in, it's probably leading in the turn. A slick toucan's mustache. Um, speaking of Taika Waititi movies, like Toucan Sammy, oh, um, done. Thor Love and Thunder teaser trailer dropped uh, this week. Looks great. I watched it. Fucking did. In what the effort think? of show prep. Uh, it didn't oh. tell me anything. I, it was it, it was nice that, that Thor is like embracing his, um, uh, what are those guys called? Inner Demons? No, oh. the shitty Chris Pratt crew. Oh, the Guardians. Yeah, yeah, them. I mean, I, I that was cute. Um, I, it needed more. I don't really understand the premise based on the trailer. Uh, the song is cool, and they they needed more more Jane than just the last two she seconds. Got, she got but, yoked. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I could hardly tell. I was watching on my phone, and the, the lighting was bad. <laughs> But I've heard that she did, but I don't know. I, I thought she was supposed to be more of the premise of the movie, but maybe they're saving that. I don't know. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was, um, I thought it was cool. I know what the storyline is based off the comics. Um, if you would like some context, I, I'm it's spoiler free to me. I'm not going to watch it. So, <laughs> so he, uh, um, the main villain is Christian Bale. He's playing Gore the God Butcher. Ooh, quite the name. Um, and he uh, he basically uh, 
in the comics, he loses his family. Um, and he was told that if he prayed to the gods, they would always protect him. And so he takes revenge on the gods and decides to, like, he's going to kill all the gods. Yeah. Do you have that power? Uh, well, he he doesn't, but he does when he gets like the necro sword, which is like his oh, weapon. Fuck me. But it um, and it's actually a, a, a symbiote sword. So like venom, like yeah, venom, correct? Um, and if we remember, does it make him a symbiote or like well, kind of? kind of? I don't care. Way, it's so anyway. He starts killing God. God, I thought you made up the word necro sword, but that's the name of it. All black, the necro sword. Yeah. It, uh, he ends up starting. He like he works his way through the pantheon. Like a uh, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. Um, Russell Crowe's probably going to die within the first. I bet all the scenes in the trailer we saw from Olympus. I bet that's how the movie opens. Oh yeah. Uh, it's going to open before the. Thor, Love, and Thunder thing comes across the screen. It'll be the gore that God Butcher killing the Olympiad. I don't think that we saw anything more than the first act. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Is it an interesting character in the comic book series? Or is it just a, a, a propped up mega villain? He has a, I mean, he has a big run. He had a, uh, a huge run in the comics. Well, he, it was a big event. In the comics, I don't was, know. But was know he after in the comic series? I mean, there are so many different timelines in the comic series. Oh and fuck me! I, I, you know what? I I deserve what I get. I really do. I did, yeah. just carry on. I walked right into that bear trap. You did. <laughs> I forgot your hatred of the multiverse. Oh my god! I don't hate the multi. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's okay. Did you guys look I up? I don't, the, I don't uh, hate it in like the I don't hate it in like the Spider-Man sense. I hate it in like the everything's got to have an alternate timeline, so death means nothing. Sense I really despise that. I get it when you had to publish a, a, a rag every week for 45, 50 years. I get that. I really do. But in a in the world of modern technology, cinema, TV, I just feel like it's. It's pretty, pretty want wah but whatever. I know I'm in the minority. Disagree, yeah. Bring back a new Tony Stark. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, I think we're going to get it. Did you guys look up yes. the post credit scene of that when I teased it this afternoon? Uh, I hadn't, no, but I, I am curious. You want to know what it, what it it supposedly is? Yeah. What's the room about Sheridan? So there's the whole movie... Then the mid-credit scene is like a really weighty one that sets up the next thing for Doctor Strange. And then the end credit scene is um, you hear people walking through the uh, Illuminati uh, headquarters. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it pans over the dead Professor X. Oh. And then you hear, you hear Deadpool say, oh, he died again. <laughs> and then it and then it pans out and it's Deadpool and Domino and Cable. Um, they just, because all the port, none of the rifts in time were closed by the end of the movie. So all the universes are now mixed. And so now you have Deadpool's in the MCU officially at the end oh, of the movie. Fuck. Outstanding. Yes. Yeah, I'm Whatever. fine with that. M me too. I'm also fine with it because this all leads up to the Beyonder and fucking Secret Wars. And that's going to be incredible. I am very Why? intrigued by all the stuff that they're like seeding for Secret War. Um, well, if only because the thing that you truly hate, Nick, is absolutely going to happen with Secret War, where yep. there's going to be all sorts of people that are back from the dead all sorts of people that are familiar faces and unfamiliar faces on the screen and then you're going to start to see two of them and then things are going Aren't to get secret wars weird is the secret wars just the shapeshifter aliens yeah yes but like the mm. the, the mm. premise of the secret wars is that like earth has been infiltrated by the the 
shapeshifter aliens and they're everywhere now and they've got all sorts of uh superpowers and advanced technology and they can steal people's powers and stuff and kind of do things to replicate that and they generally try to take over uh the why 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 do they want our sorry world uh in the mcu at this point in time i've got no fucking idea but uh and who are our heroes in this struggle yeah the people that from earth Hey, guys, that's by the way, that's no, I mean, like, that's seriously, like, who, who, are the stu- who are the superheroes in there? In that, uh, in uh, the comic arc, or that are going to be in the movie? Well, let's go with the movie, I guess. I mean, my bet is probably going to be the Marvels, um, since they have played a pretty tight knit role so far, at least, uh, Ms. Or Captain Marvel has, uh, in the, the, the movie timeline. Uh, we'll very likely get uh, at least a couple of the original Avengers in there and uh, we might get some of the ones that are dead or missing um, cameoed in, if I had to guess uh, by some aliens possibly, you know, face shifting or whatever um, posing as them. Uh we'll probably still get Mark Ruffalo. I feel like he's still just like popping up in things and might just continue to do that cameo role for a while. So if there was a place to bring the Hulk back and actually use him, Secret Wars feels like it would be a good place for that. Um, hey guys. Might, what's up? You're describing Secret Invasion, not Secret Wars. Oh. It's a difference. Oh. Secret Invasion is about the scrolls, where they, where suddenly you find out that this whole time Iron Man was actually just a scroll. That's, and that's where you get. Uh, I hate that that even more than the multiverse timeline. So that's, but, but so Secret Wars is there's, there's the, is the Beyonder, which people are saying that is the, the role that they've already cast Keanu Reeves in. When he when it was rumored a couple months ago that he has officially joined Marvel, but an undisclosed character, right? Right. And so what is he? In the comic, but the Beyonder is a uh, uh, ethereal being that watches over even the Watchers, and he is fascinated with this one place in time, Earth, that has these superheroes and these supervillains, and so he just brings them all to Battle Planet. And then he makes all the heroes fight all the bad guys. And uh, true. That's that's right. That's what Secret Wars is. And so what we're gonna have is because you can have you can have an Iron Man. Tony Stark isn't gone, but Robert Downey Jr. is. The Beyonder can pull super, supreme Iron Man, and it's Tom Cruise as Iron Man, but it's still Tony Stark, and it's still Iron Man. It's just not RDJ. Uh, so what they've done now is you can have any actor play any character uh, at any time across anything because they can pull all these different variants out. Yeah. And so I get it that's, from a that's, what, that's what they're building. I just hate it. So the Beyonders neither good nor bad? Correct. Interesting. He's just a neutral party. He's a Jeff Goldblum on the scale. He's, of- he's a but he, but he wants to but he wants to orchestrate a mass fight to the death like a real life batman v superman and the team that wins gets to go back to earth the other team has to die well, the team die. that has deadpool the team that has deadpool wins you're probably right, right. probably right i mean he does kill but maybe that's okay there we go the next evolution deadpool does win he kills the entire marvel universe I'd watch that movie. That's a that's a movie I'd watch too because it's all the comic book's fucking awesome, especially when he kills mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Why does he do it in the comic book? Uh, because I'm he realizes sure. that he's sentient and he realizes he's a comic book character, and then he realizes that none of the other ones do. And while he can't ever explain it to him, he just has to put them out of their misery. So he does. Fantastic. <laughs> And he's the only—he's the only redeemable character in the entire fucking 
And how great would it be if at the end of Marvel movies, before the complete and total reboot of everything, it ends with Deadpool, right? Oh, that would be the best. Because he's not even he's not even done after they kill the Marvel Universe because then he has to go kill um, like Moby Dick and uh, Sherlock Holmes. And then he he actually breaks the fifth wall and breaks out of the comic book into the real world where he kills his creators. Mm -hmm. So, ooh, does that mean that in some sort of real meta play, Ryan Riddles is going to murder Kevin Feige? Yes. No, uh, not, not not Feige. Uh, uh, what's his name? Liebgatz or Le- Dan Levitard or what's the fucking? Uh, no, no, I Lake know what you're talking about. But... Layfield. Yeah. Oh, that would be. I could cheer for that. I stand by him killing Kevin Feige though. It's they, he kills them. Whoa, whoa, kills whoa, whoa. Both. Kills them both. Kills them both. I'm okay with that. Didn't Stan Lee die? Right. Yeah, famously. Yeah. It would, be, it would be appropriate if he actually like was the one who killed the last of whatever. Yeah, you know, if you could CGI Stan Lee ending it all, that'd be nice. Like he he kills Deadpool and it's over. Then self-immolates. That'd be fantastic. I got beard. That's very, but I bleaker than I planned. How do you spell immolate? How do you spell immolate? I M M O L A T E. Yes, what he said. Mm. Yep. Are you trying to type in digital immolate or immolation? Not digital. I am now. That's the only way Stan Lee could pull it off. There's just some secret footage somewhere of. We should. (laughs) hey joe do you like comics and stuff i do i love comics and stuff well do you like people who have also been on our podcast no i hate all of our guests well great uh (laughs) well asap and mark former guests of our show have a comic business called wayward raven no kidding for Rizzle, and they make comics such as Signet or Horsemen or Damned Heroes, and they're great reads, all of them. I have to say that sounds fantastic. They are. They're pretty fantastic. Uh, yeah, you should go and check them out sometime. WaywardRaven.com. And if you're buying shit from them like you should, you can use the Neckbeard discount code there to get some monies off. Ah, uh, so you're saying there's a discount code and it's Neckbeard? Yes. WaywardRaven.com. Neckbeard. We went into the plugs without a guest. We came out of the plugs with a guest. Uh, In honor of 420, we have found a gentleman of many names. Uh, Charlotte, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. Like I said, it's uh, I'm just a little stoned, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be here, celebrating the holidays. (laughs) What's the origin of 420? Anybody know? Uh, Allegedly, it started as a meme where these uh, students at a particular school would sneak out of class at. 420 in the afternoon or something to go smoke behind the bleachers or whatever. And it was like an urban legend thing that eventually became like a self-fulfilling prophecy, which eventually made it to the larger culture as 420. Has it been around before memory was like a thing? I mean, before the word existed, but memes have been around for, for forever. I mean, you've got like uh, uh, those like, I don't know, Roman carvings of like Lucius was here or whatever. Like they weren't called me called memes, but people did that kind of shit. They were called, yeah, carvings. Yeah. But it was like the kind of thing where like 
you know, people would just do that. Just like they do now. Kilroy, popular World War II meme. Very loose crossover there, but we'll allow it since I don't have a better story. What are you talking about? That's what a meme is. It's just an analog meme. An analog meme. Yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing it down. <laughs> uh, apparently, it started in 1971 at the San Rafael High School. Did I get any part of my 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 memory correct? Aside yeah, from high school, from my very quick Google, that seems pretty close. Okay. In fact, their group was nicknamed the Waldos, uh, which seems really. Was it just did they all dress in stripes and everyone at four o'clock in the afternoon be like, "Hey, where'd those guys go?" It's uh, yeah. and then they spawned this whole fucking I Spy book series with like a wizard and a candy cane. <laughs> fucking, he was like he was in Rome, and then he was in like he was in Egypt. And you had to find him at the circus. No, it's much more lame than that. They just, uh, their smoking spot was underneath some statue of a 19th century scientist whose name was Louis Pasteur, which I'm not entirely sure how or why uh, that ties some into scientist. them being called the, the Waldos. Some scientist. Sure the inventor of milk. I'm sure that he's also dead now, so I only care so much. Well, safe milk, anyway. But Charlie, you still here, Charlie? Charlie. Yeah. What Thanks. the? So we, we need uh, we need like thirty seconds of uh, Charlie's backstory, as anonymous as it needs to be. But uh, give us give us a little snippet as to uh, to your who and your what and your why. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been in the industry uh, legally for about two years. Uh, before that, maybe about, uh, I don't know, 10 years outside in the black market. But yeah, I've been around through the prohibition of it. And I, that's kind of weird to say. The, the prohibition era. Oh, that's, a, that's, a good, yeah. no, that's a good word. It's a good word for it. Yeah. And uh, it's the growth of the eventual legitimacy of it. So yeah. So are you in, uh, are you in the production side, distribution side, both? Uh, I've been in pretty much both. I've been in a little bit. Uh, I've been on the grow op operation. That was just like very small. I've done that at home mainly is where I get all my knowledge from for that. Uh, retail mainly was where I was at. I didn't do, do much of the distribution. Okay. So curiously, what are some of the stranger names for strains of weed that you've come across? Because only somebody that smokes a shit ton of weed could come up with some of the terrible names, I think. Unless my conspiracy theory is true <laughs> and there's just a generator that spits it out like Childish Gambino. <laughs> uh, oh, some of the weird names, uh, it's definitely gotta be uh, Cheetah Piss. It was the first time I heard that one. <laughs> I thought somebody, you get people and you think you're prank phone calling. They call you up and like, hey, do you have this strain? And it's just the most wild name you've ever heard in your life. Like that was Cheetah Piss. And I like, I literally talked to the guy. I was like, are you prank phone calling us right now? I had to look up online, but there is a strain called Cheetah Piss. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. memorable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other strange names, uh, probably just ones that rhyme. Uh, we've had ones that were, uh, we got hit with like copyright things like Bruce Banner. You don't mm. see that anymore. Now it's BB number four. Uh, man, I don't know any other good names though. I, but uh, I'm yeah, no botanist. <laughs> usually, you just take like the genetics of like the two different ones and you mix them together and try and find something funny. So we had uh, the guy that made Luke Skywalker that strain, Skywalker OG. Sure. Yeah. We had him, and uh, you pretty much if you make the strain, you get to name it. So. Oh, nice. That's how he got it. Fair huh. deal. Sometimes uh, how it's made isn't as interesting as actually the name is. <laughs> Cheetah Piss, I have no clue how they got that. I mean, you're like literally yeah. watching grass what grow. What originally got you, you know, into the idea of like growing on your own? Like you said, you started in-house. What, uh, what, what took you to that level of, of, of dedication, interest? Uh, mainly it's just kind of fun, you know, it's like that back garden that you have with the herb garden, and then you slowly start getting more and more into it. 
Uh, mainly, I just wanted to make my own genetics, my own strains, and then eventually, hopefully, make that name <laughs> that I could throw out there. Nice. Well, if you've, if you've gone that far, then, then you have a name in your head that if you did get to name, <laughs> you'd name it. You probably don't want to disclose it, but... Terry Turpleton. <laughs> Terry Turpleton. <laughs> yes. And then uh, I assume a further one would be uh, Durpleton Turpleton. Exactly. Depends how good it gets. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I really, want, I really want that for you. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. You'd have to get on like the mass growing side. And those guys are like pros. Uh, that's some of the stuff they'll do. They'll just like look at a plant and be like, oh, this needs more, some, some nitrates, some more uh, calcium or something. It's just amazing. Those guys are savants. So what kind of like uh, uh, struggles did you have whenever you started getting into your grow up, I suppose? Like, were there any particular challenges or anything along those lines? Oh, yeah. Uh, your biggest friend. Find that right humidity point. Uh, mine was actually bugs, though. I had a nasty infestation, especially around the area I'm at. There's a bunch of home growers. So that results in bugs that are crazy uh, resistant to uh, pesticides and stuff like that because they just let them out and they just forget about them. So I had to get ladybugs and it was it was a battle. Wait, you had to get ladybugs to battle them? <laughs> yeah. If you can't kill them with uh, fertilizer, not fertilizer, sorry, pesticides or anything like that, or if you want to go all natural, because you don't want to be like smoking something you potentially put around them. You can get like ladybugs, lace wings, and stuff like that. And they just have uh, little fights in there. They get, get them and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I assume you mean like real ladybugs, not like the Japanese beetles that sometimes get confused for them. No, it's like the actual ladybugs yeah, yeah. on Amazon, stuff like that. Maybe nice. like a little gladiatorial fit in there. Can you just buy boxes of bugs on Amazon? Yeah, dude. What if what? I you can buy like a like a thing of praying mantis eggs? Hatch like a thousand of them. If you take anything away from today, it's the fact that I can just order a ton of bugs. I'm just saying yeah, you can yeah, you can send people boxes of nightmares. It's great. For for now on. What can send people live chickens boxes? This is incredible. Uh, I don't even know where to pivot from this. This is this is what's your so what's what your of, what are your thoughts on the current legislation that uh, passed in in Congress? Do you think it'll pass in in Senate? No, no. no. Uh, the House has more on that. There's no way uh, that it'll pass. I mean, I do eventually want the decriminalization of it because uh, we have a bunch of people still locked up in our area for charges that are legal now. And I was sitting there in the retail operations selling way more in a day than they've sold in that whole charge thing that they got. So there are sort of uh, programs and stuff like that around the area. Like I think Class Prisoner is a really good one. Uh, they help fund people to get out of there and appeal. Yes. Yeah. going to run out real quick. Can you reverse that way and then come back in once? Okay. Sounds good. Move again, please. Thank you. I probably wasn't on mute for any of that. No, beautiful. Well, yeah, well, that's what I get for sitting in my car in the rain. <laughs> I guess piggybacking on that, though, uh, I mean, it's nice to see that there, at the very least, while there's like kind of a big stalemate going on or not much of anything going on at the federal level. Uh, like on a more local level, it seems like more cities and states are at least like gradually moving towards uh, both decriminalization. And I think I saw in Birmingham today, uh, they, uh, they were issuing blanket pardons for closed marijuana possession convictions, which is pretty fucking rad, at least a small, small step in the right direction. Birmingham, Alabama? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And just legalize it. I, I don't I don't understand. Well, there's only so much that like 
the mayor or no, no, like no, no. city I, council of Birmingham can. I wasn't talking like spe specifically. I'm just like oh. in general. Like if that's what we're doing in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, it it seems but, like such an easy layup, but it seems it's a fucking layup. It's like seventy percent, like the most recent polls, of seventy percent of America of voters want full legalization and full decriminalization, and it's like it should be the easiest thing to run on. Yep. Like be the be the Republican who also wants it. I just I do not understand, and no, it's like no one. How do you not understand? It's a it's a win. It's a guaranteed win. Yep. I my suspicion is that it's literally just a an incarceration issue. They want to keep people in prison so they can profit off of legalized slavery. Well, my tinfoil hat is it's a lobbyist and it goes through basically the big pharma and stuff like that. You can see in areas directly it correlates with the big pharma people that either they're located there or they have a large population that does sell to that. Because I mean, painkillers that's like. Eli One thing that oh yeah yeah i forgot about exactly. painkillers yeah so many people are able to get off of them with weed yep i remember working there a bunch of people would come in there saying that like that's the main thing a lot of things can't really be treated by marijuana so the medical thing is kind of like a little quotes like yeah we'll get around it i mean there's obviously like pain relief uh seizures uh and stuff like that it's amazing with but a lot of the medical side, it really doesn't matter. But I mean, it's huge on that pain relief. I see like Vietnam, not Vietnam vets, like actually, yeah, Vietnam vets, uh, Iraq vets, Afghanistan vets. We've got some old people that come in there actually, which is actually super fun to see that 78 year old guy coming through. <laughs> yeah, they're huge on pain relief. Hmm. Imagine though, you're, you're McConnell and Schumer. You're long in the tooth. I don't know if you'll run again, right? Mm -hmm. The last thing, the last thing you do, why wouldn't you get together and say, let's, have our names always be tied to this monumentous turn in American history. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's too big of a powerful thing to not do. You'd think. Especially because once, you, once you're out of power, you're out of power. You lose value to fucking pharmacies. Right. I mean, you still have all of the connections, but yeah, you still have I, I, I understand. You don't have, have the power. legislation power directly, right. but yes, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it is nice to see at the very least um, a number of uh, potential like congressional candidates uh, that seem to be running pretty heavily on um, on ending marijuana prohibition and because uh, I think there was one in what was it Louisiana and I think there was another yeah. one recently I think Illinois, no not Illinois because they they're uh, illegal uh, was it uh, Baltimore maybe that sounds right more right um, anyway I'll, I'll look it up real quick but Maybe it was Rhode Island. I don't know. Somewhere in the United States, presumably, that has senators and or congressional representatives. <laughs> so everybody except a, a, uh, one of our colonies. <laughs> everybody except for Illinois. Um, I can't believe Dick Durbin hasn't come out for it one way or the other. That shocked me to find that out today. He hasn't came out one way or the other? Nope. His name is a string. <laughs> Durbin Poison. That's amazing. At least according to that link you sent earlier, Rye. Oh, really? Yeah. It lets you look up your, your congresspeople and what they say, or your senators, actually. And Duckworth is in favor, and uh, Durbin hasn't come out one way or the other. My senator. There it is. They both came out against it. Shocker. Indiana? No. Yeah. Well, exactly. And you know, like you said, but you know, big pharma. Eli I mean, Lilly yeah. is fucking right there. Yeah. Yeah. You can see in uh Michigan and Illinois with uh that exact case in Indiana. I think they did a study and it's I think it's over 60 to 70 percent of border towns 
all, their business was all from Indiana, 60 to 70% of it was. <laughs> like Hoosiers want it. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. And the fact that they're just being so stalwart and not doing anything, not making a single move until it, they say at least until it's federally legalized. Mm. It's, it's amazing. It's just money that you're handing off to your neighbor, which is fine, I guess. That's yeah, look, I mean, with with all the people leaving the state, Illinois needs it. So, yeah. you know, we'll take your tax money. That's fine. I mean, it should be going to your kids' schools, but if you want to send it to our kids' schools. <laughs> it is pretty funny, the, uh, um, the price difference. Oh, my God, it's insane. Michigan and Illinois for uh, comparable products. I believe that. Um, it is like a hundred milligram tin of, uh, five milligram edibles, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In Michigan is like $27. Yeah. It's like 35, in, I think for us in, in Illinois, it's like almost 50. It's like 47 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For just a, a bunch of little edibles. I get a thousand milligrams uh, where I'm at for twenty dollars. So ten times that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Damn. That's incredible. Road trip. Out uh, west is the promised land, gentlemen. It's a very uh, truth. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a another thing that I definitely look forward to in the industry. It's definitely like a regulated price. Because it's illegal to go from one legal state to the other if I don't even go in between places that are legal. If I go from legal state from like, I, I don't know which ones are touching, like uh, California and Nevada, I can still get in trouble in trafficking marijuana charges because it's two different legal states marijuana that I can yep. bring over. So just a decriminalization of it and stuff like that would just be amazing. And uh, a general price point for everything to push out that gray market and black market. Mm-hmm. So if you buy if you buy legal California weed and go to Las Vegas with it, that's mm -hmm. illegal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Any yeah. any sort of interstate traffic is is federal. How can they prove your origin? Oh, they probably can't. I, I doubt they'd go after you for it, but they could. Well, they have uh, usually stickers on there. So when you sell a product, you have a little sticker that goes on there. It says the time, place, location, who sold it, and uh, who sold it to. I mean, if, if you transfer it to your own carrying device for, say, a plastic bag, you know, one of the things that... Well, that would make it illegal. Because then you have to have, still have, have to always have that sort of name on it. Because then if you don't have the name on it, that means you got it from a black market source or a green market source is what they have to believe. Oh. So... What would exactly what you uh, would you consider like a gray market source? Uh, gray market would be like in Colorado. We have the, the High Church of Colorado, I think it's called, um, huh. and they operate in the gray market where you strictly donation based. So I'm giving this to you, but I'm not selling it to you. So whatever you can take, but the suggested donation is forty to sixty dollars. Is it because they're, like gray market. they're actually a church? Yeah, uh, well, I have one right down the street. So is it it's because a, is it because it would it would ruin their Tax status? Uh, could they just believe it's a religious aspect so they can do it wherever and whenever they want? Kind of it's thing. the sacrament. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming they're also kind of playing on that tax status. <laughs> well, it's got to, I mean, yeah, they could say it's the sacrament, but it's also because if they sold it, they couldn't operate tax free. Yeah, exactly. That's like their donation box, except instead of getting a little uh, Christ wafer, you get a little eighth bag. Right. And so you can upcharge your fucking sacrament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're getting short of them sacraments. I'm just wondering if they're willing to expand to, I don't know, Danville, Illinois. Right. I, I just got my fucking pastoral ship figured out. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a, I believe a high church in Chicago that was trying to get started, but they weren't paying enough. So I did, I, I wasn't interested. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, this, they started outside in the illegal aspect. And if you go up to one of their churches, they have like the Lutheran tenants like posted up there, like 16 of them saying like all the different federal court cases that they won and all the court cases saying like, hey, don't come in here and do this. Like we've already won. 
So, I mean, they'd be fine with it. <laughs> Hold on. There's nothing that says you can't worship high Jesus in the church of different Christs. That's true. I would say that's even encouraged. And true. And very true. You wouldn't have to worry about what you were paying yourself if you were the guy in charge of the church of different Christ. Also true. Also true. <laughs> so I'm just saying I'll invest in the brick and mortar if somebody else wants to, uh, I don't know, uh, move into the rectory and have donation weed at the Church of Different Christs. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. It's a business model, and there's two guys on here that would be perfect to run it. That's all I'm saying. It's true. <laughs> yeah, first to market, all the successful ones where we're at right now are all started off as uh, illegal hemp and uh, marijuana grops that transitioned into being legal with some real sketchy ways. That's fascinating, actually. Yeah. One, uh, the one I worked at, actually, he started off as an illegal uh, marijuana grower, so he knows how to uh, actually catch all these CBD farms that are pollinating his outdoor crops. But he started there and basically was in a CBD operation that was saying CBD threshold testing is a certain area, and he got marijuana that was testing within that area, had it ready to go, transferred it over into the legal marijuana market right when it came in there, so he was ready to go right away. Super sketchy stuff, though. It was like a CBD to THC, and I don't know how he got away with it, but most markets are started that way, out in Colorado, at least. Hmm. This last 20 minutes has been wild to me. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's still the wild west out there, man. <laughs> Nick's done. He's tired. <laughs> yeah, oh. did you know that? That indica yeah. he had earlier. Yep. Well, this has been this has been uh, this has been educational. This is pretty cool. Enlightening. Also, Ryan, I think this is important that I should share. I have discovered a strain generator. If you just go to straingenerator.com. Oh. Well, I think I think we should all do that right now. Are we all gonna uh, put our names in? No, no, not that kind of, it should have been that one. No, this one's just like a, uh, you click a randomizer button and it will give you an actual strain of uh, the marijuana uh, and it will give you a chemical analysis on oh. it and a commonly identified flavors. So strain cultivation. Everybody's got to hit it three times and the third one is the one you got to go with. Uh, I should I do it again because I found one that I'm particularly okay. Then just stay, stay where you're at. Okay. All right. So who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go. Okay. It's it's my third one, so it's what I got. Okay. High uh, bomb cough. Okay. High <laughs> bomb cough is a hybrid strain of cannabis. With an average of 17.9 THC when grown in ideal conditions. Uh, commonly identified flavors uh, cheese, diesel, pine, chocolate, citrus. Oh, that's fucking incredible. Yes. <laughs> Patients will reward you when it comes to growing Thai bomb cough. It may take as many as nine weeks of flowering before harvest, but the potency will, will be worth the wait. Uh, any nutrient rich growing medium will work for Thai bomb cough. So, Occasional feedings, uh, including uh, humic acids, would be beneficial. Did you just read me like a horoscope? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's Thai bomb cough. Now, it's 17.9% uh, uh, THC, 1.2% CBD. Uh, Charlie, what are you telling me that does to me? What is what what is that feel going to be like? Uh, let, let me see. What were the what were the stats again? 17.9 uh, THC. Okay. And 1.2 CBD. All right. Uh, so, I mean, with that, it depends on like the indica, uh, sativa, and hybrids. But most strains in this day and age, they're so uh, what you call hybridized. So they've been grown and grown and like crossed so many times that we don't know true indica, sativa, and uh, whatever anymore because it's we don't have those land races. I mean, the land races that we do have are certainly so low, uh, low percentage that no one's going to want them. 
uh, CBD basically is going to help you relax. Uh, CBG is going to be help you with uh, mood enhancement. Uh, CBG is CB good time. That's the way I remember it. CBN will be nighttime. Uh, so that'll be to go to bed. So I don't know if you have anything with that. Does it have a terpene profile? Um, no, it does not. Does it have like flavors or anything like that? Does yeah, have, I, I, uh, cheese. Uh, cheese? It's, it's, its biggest is uh, citrus and pine. All right, so that's going to be the terpene profile on that is either going to be uh, pining A or B. Uh, that's going to be a oh, usually, I think, relaxer, good for uh, joint pain. Uh, it's going to be still going to keep you up and going, but it's going to be relaxing. Body high. Cheeses are usually going to be body highs, uh, sedatives, but still kind of keep you going. Good for like a video game, not a movie. Fuck yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Ty Bob Goff, everybody. <laughs> nice. Uh, who, who wants to go next? I'll go. I'm ready. Oh, go for it. Sure. Uh, mine is Strawberry Classic Dream. It's a hybrid strain. 55% uh, sativa, 45% indica. 20.5% uh, THC, 1.5% CBD. Uh, it's got a higher than average terpene content with flavors such as citrus, pungent, lemon, earthy and fruity okay yeah fantastic all right usually those citrus stains are going to be uh citrus strains are going to be like sativa based uh usually that's going to be a good tasty one so it's going to be up and get you going what was the name of it was there a dream in there it said yeah strawberry classic dream all right so strawberry classic dream that means it's probably got blue dream or strawberry cough in there uh so that's gonna be a really big body high uh super relaxing but it's gonna keep your mind going again kind of another good video game go out for a hike one it'll be more uplifting than the other one so probably go out for a hike i'd say nice uh and then the one that i've rolled up here is ultraman's blood orange sour haze uh, <laughs> yeah it is of course it is <laughs> hold on i got it you're gonna have to I gotta get my notes app up because that's the show title. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Ultraman's Blood Orange Sour Haze, which is a sativa uh, dominant strain. Uh, looks like 20.7 THC to 1.6 CBD. Uh, common flavors include lemon, chocolate, cheese, fruity, and skunk. Oh. Uh, and, uh, it looks like it's a medium sized plant, both for, uh, indoor and outdoor grows, uh, grows, uh, it's only a longer side of flowering times, taking up to 11, uh, weeks to mature to, uh, prior to harvest. Uh, apparently it is an absolute monster with regards to branching planets anywhere with the exception of the desert and you will be rewarded. I like that it leaves you with like a little fortune cookie note at the end. Uh, Absolutely. That's my favorite part of these by a bit. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy sativa, 76% over 24% indica. Wow. Yeah, that one might be close to the land race strain because usually the chocolates are like the, the ties and stuff like that, land races. Mm -hmm. So you might have close to a land race on that one with the 77%. Yeah. It's going to get you up and going, kick you in your butt. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a go outside and adventure strain for sure. <laughs> well, Fascinating. Mine, yeah, absolutely. Mine, mine is a Burmese blood orange headband. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this one's all right. Let's see, twenty percent THC, uh, fruity mainly, pungent blueberry. So it's gonna have that blueberry headband in there. So it's gonna give you a nice uh, headache relief. And yeah, uh, what's See, your what, yeah? Where's your fortune cookie uh, tidbit at the end? Um, let's see. Rushing Burmese blood orange headband to harvest is not advised. Uh, it's a flowering phase to touch much longer. Patience is your friend. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, you guys got any more questions about marijuana and marijuana-related products? Uh, mm -hmm. That's a much better, that's very Hank Hill 
Sour. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of that's what I would name mine though, by the way, Hank Hill. Hank Hill. Hank, yeah. I'd want to go Hank Hell yeah. Uh, I suppose the last question that I would really have would uh, be for anybody who hasn't tried um, uh, any form of cannabis, what are some different ways that you might normally go through and partake in the, uh, the various ways of ingesting or uh, inhaling said cannabis? Oh, that's a good question. Where I worked, uh, we had like majority basically tourists, so I definitely know how to feel this one. Uh, you want to start off with like low THC uh, edibles. You're gonna have to watch out for it because whenever you ingest edibles, that's why you always hear these horror stories about people having edibles. Like, oh man, like I was seeing time. Uh, low and slow, low and slow. Uh, the psychoactive ingredient THC is digested at a five times higher rate than smoking. So always keep that in mind when you're having edibles. Uh, if anything, nowadays, I'd actually suggest going for Delta 9s and making sure they're actually correct. Delta 9s are going to be more mild, more sedative-based if you're looking for an edible. Uh, it's not going to be as intense as Delta 8s, but the problem with that is you're going to have to look out and make sure it's a reliable source because those are the new basic uh, salvia sure. and stuff like that, with the chemical stuff, and that's where you start getting into the dangers. Yeah, definitely go low and slow. And THC is fat soluble. So have something in your stomach that is fatty and that'll help you get along. You don't want to go empty stomach. Everyone thinks empty stomach like alcohol. Nope. You want to have like fat, like a glass of milk, uh, cheese. Fried chicken. Yep. That'll help you. That'll actually help you get higher. <laughs> Fascinating. Yep. That's why I just eat just a, a brick of bologna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just like Nan always did. Just like, just like uh, Nan always did. Yep. <laughs> well, shit, gentlemen, we did it. I don't think anybody has anything they're geeking on this week. Uh, just Snoop Dogg and and uh, to legalization. Snoop Dogg and to legalization. Well, with that, thanks for coming on charlie yeah anything you want to plug wonderful and enlightening yeah. yeah thanks for having me it's always weird now talking about it being this open with uh, marijuana and stuff like that it's very strange <laughs> i believe that uh anywhere that you anywhere anyone anything that you want to plug uh your secret uh, twitter your friend's business uh, uh, for your uh, vocal legislators that'll pass it <laughs> get that tax money bother them Hey, if you ever get a chance uh, and you want to use Chevy Gunwolf as a strain, <laughs> um, please do. That would be cool. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Put like Geekcast Live presents in front of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the full name. Yeah, Geekcast, Geekcast Live, presents Live presents Chevy, Chevy Gunwolf. Gunwolf. <laughs> presents Chevy Gunwolf. <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Well, if you like what you heard, uh, you can give us five stars on any of your podcast listening apps or anything along those lines. Tell us what your imaginary weed strain, uh, weed strain name would be. Yeah, that's and a good one. It's yeah. really solid. Uh, if you uh, want to hit us up with the socials, uh, we're at Geekcast Live on pretty much everything. Um, you can find us, Geekcast Joe, Geekcast Rye, all that, all that stuff. Geekcast Nick is a Twitter handle. Mm -hmm. Go is. there. Follow that guy. No, I think it has exactly zero tweets, but... Exactly zero tweets. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Might surprise me. But, uh, you can also go to the website that I made at BioPress.com. You could. You could. And uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash geekcast live if you want to give us money for nothing. You want to give us money for something, go over to gcl.threadless.com. Get yourself a t shirt or some shit. It's gcl.threadless.com. See you in hell. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone, Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank 
all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn, Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there, that's from, what is that? Charleston, uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from Thereaways, Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person. But the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you as always. Check this.